0: Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your I journey of faith. Tim said, Enjoy. Mel and I have been married for the last 10 years. And um, I, I just want to honor Pastor Tim and Wendy. They're just incredible, incredible pastors. Hey, can we put our hands together for Pastor Tim and Wendy? Thank you so much. You, you, you prayed over us on our wedding day. Um, you've been with us the whole way. I, I just want to thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Um, thank you for the way that you pour out. Thank you for the way that you love um, over all of these years. Um, you're, you're, you're phenomenal pastors, phenomenal human beings. Thank you so much. You're, you're incredible. Well, Mel and I, we've been, we've been married for the last 10 years, and, and we've been having a good time. And it, it, it was four years into our marriage when God actually lit a fire inside of us, and everything changed. Everything changed. The, our marriage changed. Um, the way we spoke to each other changed. The way we spoke to the people around us changed. Even down to our work ethic, our work ethic changed. And it's like when that fire was lit inside of us, everything just looked different. Our whole lives changed. And this morning, I actually want to speak on fire. I want to speak on fresh fire this morning because I believe that in the same way that God filled Mel and I, He wants to fill some of us here today with, with, with some fresh fire this morning. And um, it's that this world needs Christians who are on fire for Jesus. This world needs Christians with, with fires in our belly so that we can go out and be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And, and, and I was doing a bit of research the other day. I hopped onto the, the internet and I was looking at um, how many Christians are actually in here in, in, in Australia. And I, I saw the figure. And in, currently in 2023, there are 11 million Christians or 11.1 million Christians in our nation. And, and, and I sat there and I looked at that and I was like, well, that, that's nearly half of our nation. That's nearly half of our country. And I, and I sat back in my seat and I, I closed my eyes and I was like, God, I just, I wonder what this nation would look like if, if all 11.1 million of us Christians were actually on fire for God. What would our nation look like if we had a fire in our bellies and we couldn't contain it, we couldn't control it, and, and we were out there in our communities, and our worlds? What would our nation look like? Because we're called to look different to this world, yeah? We're called to look different. We're called to respond different. We're called to act different. And, and, I, and I think when we, are, we, we live in a confused world, we live in a world where it looks at sin and it sees it as normal now. And, and it looks at righteousness and it sees it as weird. It's like The, the good is now wrong and the wrong is now good. It's a, it's a confused world. And I think that if we're, if we're talking about elephants in the room, if we're looking at elephants in the room, I think the biggest elephant in any room should be you and I, should be the followers of Christ. Because when we walk into a room... We should be the ones that look so different to everybody else. When we walk into a room, when we open our mouths, we should sound different. We should look different. You know what I mean? Like, we should look different to this world. So I'm going to speak on fire this morning. The fire that burns within us. And I'm I'm not going to speak for overly long, because I can speak on fire for a long time, I can speak on fire for as much as I want, but I believe that um, it, it's an encounter with the Holy Ghost, it's an encounter with the Holy Spirit that's going to change everything, right, right. it's an encounter that's going to change everything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak, I'm going to share a couple of thoughts this morning, we're going to open up the altar, and I, I'm ready, I, I, I'm G'd up, from, it, from, just from being the worship, I know the Spirit of God is in the room, and I know He wants to do something significant, so I won't be too long here, we're going to open up the altar, and then we're just going to get some fresh fire up in here. But let's open our Bibles to Leviticus 6.12. If you have your Bibles with me, open up to there. If not, it should be on the screens behind me. Leviticus 6.12 to 13 says this. The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning, the priest is to add firewood and arrange a burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Somebody say it must not go out. Awesome. And this, 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 this was God here. This is God instructing Moses for the burnt offering, because you know the Israelites are getting a little bit naughty, so that's what was going on here. Say, say with me again, it must not go out awesome. A few years ago, I went on a camping trip with some boys, and um, we headed down south. I don't know if you know where Girawine is. Um, i would never been down there before. This was my first time, but we're heading down to Girawine, and we had about 10 boys with us, so we had a couple of cars. We're driving down there, and we didn't make it all the way down. We just saw this place that looked good, so we're like, hey, let's just pull up here and, and, and camp here, so we went down the dirt road, we found a, um, a nice clearing to set up our tents and then we also found a little water hole there. We're like, oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. Uh, We stopped, we started setting up. Uh, We had about four of those um, two-man dome tents. So we set them all up in a row, and then then at the end of that row, we had a big, um, like one of those communal tents, you know, where the barbecue is and all the the kitchen stuff and and, and our tools for setting everything up. That was all in this tent. We had the big tarp over it. And then on the the other side of that was my tent, my little two-man tent, and and I was in that with my older brother, um, my little brother, sorry. Who's actually bigger than me? Everyone thinks he's <laughs> my older brother. Um, but we we're in that tent, and he's setting up, and 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 we've all set up our tents. He's he's getting his bed ready and everything, and it's starting to get dark outside. And I have a friend um, who brought an invention from his dad. It was a little lantern, and he goes, "Oh, it's getting dark in here. Let's let, let let's get some light up in here." And he grabs the gas bottle. Um, that we use for the barbecue. You grab that gas bottle and he gets his, this little lantern that just did, did not look safe at all, um, that his dad invented. And he put that lantern on top of the gas bottle and he screwed it on and, and he lit it. And this thing just did not look safe. My, uh, my other friend and I were sitting on the chair and we we're like, whoa, this, this doesn't look good at all. And, and the thing's like burning like quite intense. And then the lantern pops off the gas bottle. And this gas bottle turns into a flamethrower and it's going, boom, it is spitting out flames everywhere. And then my friend and I look at each other and we jump up and we, we run out. We're like, we just yell, we're like, everybody run. <laughs> and then everyone's like coming out of their tents and all the guys are running and they're looking back and all they see is flames. So they're running out we come out of our tents and we, we run across the ditch uh, where we would parked our cars and we, we jump into that ditch and we're standing behind the cars and, and, and we're looking up, looking at the flames and the flames like catch onto the tarp and then the tarp's going everywhere and this gas bottle's spitting out flames everywhere and it catches onto the barbecue and the barbecue's on fire and we're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And then someone, one of the boys said to me, he's like, Reuben where's your brother? And I was like, I'm looking for my brother, I'm like, I have no idea, he's probably still in his tent, so I start yelling, his name's Josh, I'm like, Josh, I'm like, Josh, come out, like, Josh, where are you? And, and, and this is my brother's story, right, he, I was right, he was still in his tent, and, and, and my brother's a funny man, he's a big six foot four guy, and, and he's just like the quietest, most gentle <laughs> man, he's so funny, he was, sitting, he was sitting in the tent getting his bed ready, and, and he, this, this is, these are the words out of his mouth, this is his story. He was sitting there. I was like, man, I was getting my bed ready. And then I smelled gas. And then I was like, oh, no, Ruben's out there. It should be fine. Like, I don't have to go and check it. So he didn't go check it. And then next minute he hears, everybody run. So he crawls to the window of the tent and he just sees flames going everywhere. And then he's like, that's, oh, no, like, that's, that's my time. I, I, I don't know how to even get out of here. So he crawled back to his bed and he put his pillow over his head and he just sat there like this, just ready for it to blow. And then, um, and then he heard... He heard me calling. He's like thinking that, man, this thing's going to blow. It's going to catch on fire. This tent's going to melt on top of me. Like he's just sitting there like covering his ears. And then he hears me going, Josh, 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 calling him. And then he goes, Oh, I gotta get out of here. So he cr- he crawls up to the to the little zipper in the tent and he he zips, he doesn't zip it up very well. He must have been so nervous he was shaking, like zipping it up. And I'm like, Josh, like hurry up, like get out. And then he like gets down and he only zips it up to about 30, 40 centimeters. And, and he's six foot four. And I I don't know if you've seen a six foot four guy crawl out of a little hole, but it, it looked weird. He came out and he arched his back, he came out like this, and he was on his two feet, and then he He put his hands over his ears, and he starts running like this, like all lanky like a giraffe. He's running, and I'm like, Josh, hurry up. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Hurry up. And he runs, and he jumps over the hill. He gets over, and then he's breathing so (laughs) heavy. He's breathing heavy from this. He was so nervous. And then we looked up, and everything's just on fire. It's going crazy. And we're like, what's going on? I I turned to my friend. I was like, hey, you need to get the fire brigade on the phone now. And then he's like, okay. He calls up the fire brigade, and he's like, hey, you guys need to come out right now. we just got a fire. It's burning down our whole kitchen tent. Like, we're going to light this whole forest on fire. And they're like, okay, like, where are you? Um, What's your position? We'll come out to you. And then he goes, oh, I'm not sure. Boys, where are we? And then we grab our phones. We're all on Optus, so we don't have reception anywhere. So we're like, we don't know where we are. We we just pulled over. We're like, we're we're trying to figure out where we are. And then my friend who started the fire with his dad's invention was like, I got to save the day because this is my fault. So he grabs a trestle table, he puts it on his arm like a shield, and he starts walking like this towards the fire, and we're like, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> like, we just think this is about to blow. And he's walking out like this, and he walks right up to the fire, and the fire, the gas bottle's literally like spitting flames at his arm on, the, on, on top of the trestle, like, pff, coming out like this. And the trestle starts melting. It's like dripping because uh, the, the flame's so hot. And he walks up, and the trestle's melting, and then he goes to turn the nozzle and then bang. I'm joking, it didn't blow up. <laughs> he goes to he goes to turn the nozzle and then it just the fire immediately stops and it goes and the and the um the gas cylinder immediately turned into ice. It just went cold straight away. I don't know why I did that. That's weird. But I, I did some research afterwards and I found out that these things don't even blow up anyway. I've just been watching too many movies. <laughs> But apparently, because of the pressure that comes out, they'll just keep spitting out flames till they're empty. The, the flame won't get sucked back in. But that's all I'm thinking. I'm like, I've seen movies, these things blow. So we just got out of there, and, and, and this thing just destroyed our, our whole campsite. But there were two things that happened that night. It happened really quickly when that fire went out. The two things that happened. When it went out, first thing, it got really cold. It got freezing cold out there. And I don't know if any of you have been out to Girawin, um, in winter at nighttime, but it is so cold and I'm not a camper I hate camping uh, I, I, the boys just dragged me along to this and then I, I got there and, and the fire went out and it went freezing cold it went so cold and and, and I thought about it and I'm like hey our, our spiritual lives can be like that like when the fire goes out man it just gets cold and we stop enjoying the things of the Lord anymore. And we and our, our passion and our excitement isn't there anymore. And, and we stop showing up. Yeah, and the fire goes out. It gets cold. And, and And another thing I notice is that it gets dark. And when that fire went out, well, it went dark really quick because there were flames everywhere. That all went out. We stomped the rest of the fire out and it went dark. Everyone's looking for, a, stumbling around in the dark like this, look, looking for torches. But that's the same thing in our spiritual lives as well. Is when the fire goes out, so does the source of light. And then it gets dark, and we can't see, and we start fumbling around the, the same way we're fumbling around the, the, the campsite, and, and we lose our sense of direction. Then we start asking questions like, why the heck did I even come out here? Why, why am I here for? God, what, what am I doing here? God, I know you said you have a per- plan and a purpose for my life, but I haven't seen it yet. What, what, what's going on here? And, and, and we start asking questions like that, and We go back to Leviticus, and and we just read that it was the priest's job to keep the fire of God burning. It was the priest's job to keep the fire of God burning, because it wasn't their fire. God actually lit that fire. God lit that fire on the altar, and they had to do everything they could to protect that fire and stop it from going out. The direction was, do not let this fire go out. Fast forward to today. Jesus went to that cross. He's put his spirit inside of us. He's put out his fire inside of us. And we are the ones responsible for protecting the fire within us. We can't let it go out. We can't let it go out. We're responsible for our own fire. Now, you see this gas bottle here, was, it, it was now frozen. Um, it was rock hard. It was cold. And, and, and we couldn't do anything with it. We couldn't put it up to the, to the barbecue. We, could, we, couldn't, we couldn't hook it up to another lantern. We couldn't do, not like we we'll want to anyway, but we couldn't do anything with it. So, what we had to do is we had to go into the bush and we had to collect firewood and and, and start feeding a fire um, so so that we could just have some warmth and we could eat but but that took work it took going into the bush and took going and getting that firewood and making sure that fire didn't go out so um it, it, it was it was Annoying. Some of the guys were like, okay, Reuben, like, your turn, go to the bush. I'm like, I've already had my turn. You go to the bush. I'm sick of those spiders. I don't want to walk around the bush in the dark. Like, it, it, it takes effort. It requires something from us. And that was like the priests. Every morning they had to go and lay, uh, lay wood on the altar to keep that fire burning. They had to do everything to keep that fire burning. It's so that it requires something from us. You might be thinking like, oh, does that mean I have to, like, get this Bible? Blow the dust off it and start reading. Yes. Keep the fire alive. Does that mean I might have to wake up a little bit earlier in the morning to spend some time praying? Yes. Keep that fire alive. Don't let it go out. Does that mean I might have to spend a little less time uh, on, on social media and on Netflix and, and then actually get into the presence of God and spend time getting to know? Yes. Yes. Keep that fire alive. Don't let it go out. It actually takes something from us. It requires something from us to keep that fire burning. Which leads me to my second thought here, and that is this. There is a reason for the fire. Let's turn to our neighbor and say, there's a reason for the fire. Philippians 3.12. This is Paul speaking, and he says this. He says, not that I have already obtained all this, Or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that of which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And read that last bit again. Press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And see, this tells us that when Jesus went to the cross, that was no accident. When Jesus went to the cross, it wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't a kind gesture. No, no, no. When Jesus went to that cross, it was very intentional. He went with a plan. He went with a purpose. He went with the reason. And Paul is saying this. He's saying, hey, I haven't arrived yet. I'm not perfected in it all yet, but I know one thing. There is a reason why he went to that cross. There's a reason why he saved me from my sin and my shame. There's a reason why he picked me up out of the dark and brought me up into his marvelous light. There's a reason why he put that fire inside of me. And I'm not letting go of that reason. I'm not looking back. I'm coming after him with all that I have. You know, sometimes we let the past put out our fire. Something that someone said about us or, 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 a fa- or family history. Sometimes we let that put out our fire. But we have to protect our fire with everything that we have. You know, you know, when Mel and I got married, somebody said to our face, people said to our face, they're like, hey, Mel, you have to be careful. Ruben comes from a family of divorced parents. You are most likely going to get a divorce. And I said, nah. Nah, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Because there's a reason why Christ grabbed a hold of me. It doesn't matter what my parents did. It doesn't matter about my past. There's a reason why Christ grabbed a hold of me. There's a reason he put this fire in me and I'm not letting it go. I'm not looking back. I'm coming after God with everything that I have. Paul didn't have a good past. He had a hectic past. He didn't let his past put out his fire. He's like, I want to grab hold of that reason Why Christ has grabbed hold of me. There's a reason why he saved us and grabbed hold of us. Look at us, 10 years strong, eh? (laughs) Jeremiah 20 verse 9. Um, I'll give you a bit of backstory. Uh, Jeremiah was a prophet of God. And and, and in his time, he he gave a prophetic word, which the priests in that time just did not enjoy at all and and he sent for Jeremiah to be beaten and to um, get hung up in stocks outside of the um, gates of the temple. And and you've got to understand here that Jeremiah, he's his, his a man of God. People knew him and saw him as a man of God, and, and he's out, he got beaten, and he's out there hanging in front of the stocks. It's just like, like a man of God just being hung out in front of our church here, out in stocks like this, and, and people walking past who knew him and, 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 and were mocking him. And this is how he responds here. We pick up the story in in Jeremiah twenty, verse nine. Jeremiah says this. He says, But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire. A fire that is shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. You see, Jeremiah, he was he was persecuted and he was beaten that didn't put his fire out that didn't stop him from letting what God had put in here letting that flow out of him he said I, I can't contain it it's like a fire that is that is shut up in my bones the, the, there's a quote here by Samuel Chadwick I just want to quickly read and he was a spirit-filled preacher and author and revivalist in the early 1900s and he says this he might be on the screens behind me he says men ablaze are invincible Hell trembles when men kindle. The stronghold of Satan is proof against everything but fire. The church is powerless without the flame of the Holy Ghost. Destitute of fire, nothing else really counts. Possessed of fire, nothing else really matters. The one vital need is fire. Without the flame and fervor of the Holy Ghost, the church would never accomplish its mission. And you know, I just want to share a, a quick testimony here before I close up. There might be a photo on the screen of my brothers. It might come up. Um, here we go. So that's me there on the right, the little cute one. The, <laughs> this one here on the left, that's my younger brother who stayed in the tent. And the one in the middle is my older brother. He's my half-brother. Um, I didn't find that out until I was about 13. I was at school, and one of my friends was like, hey, how come you, you and your brother are different colors? And I was like, good question. Let me go home and ask my mum. <laughs> and I found out he's my half-brother. Um, so, his unfortunately, his dad, his biological father, passed away when he was about four years old, and then our parents got together. Um, but we, we grew up in a, in a, in a broken home. Um, so, his mum, which is also my mum, married my dad, and they had myself and Josh. And when I was eight years old, my my parents got divorced, and even their time together wasn't very good. Um, so I I haven't really uh, we, we we none of us really grew up seeing mum and dad loving each other, if you know what I mean. So we were quite young, but it was quite hard on my older brother because he was a bit, he's eight years older than me. Um, so this this whole process of our our parents getting divorced was quite hard on him. And he got to an age where he's just like, he walked away from God. Um, he walked away from the church, Christianity, everything. He didn't want anything to do with God. He's like, you know what, if, if my parents treat each other like that and, and go to church on a Sunday, then I don't want anything to do with Christianity because it's just hypocritical. Um, so that was, that was his view. Um, over, over, over our years of growing up, um, I've tried to um, mention things and drop things to him over the over the years, and he just doesn't want to bar over his, like, nah, don't even talk to me about that, um, I've told you, I'm not interested, and, and years and years and years go by, right, and, and, and about whoa, five years ago, about five years ago, <clears throat> um, I, I sent him a um, podcast, a Todd White podcast, I sent it to him because his name's Todd, right? And I don't know many people called Todd. So I was like, hey, this guy's got the same name as you. I'll just send you the podcast. So I sent him the podcast. I was like, oh, bro, you should just have a look at what I just sent you. And he was like, what is it? Is it preaching? And I said, yeah. He's like, not a chance. He's like, I'm not going to look at that. You know that I don't look at that. And I was like, okay. And I just sent it to him anyway. And I just went about my way. Two weeks later, he sends me a text message when I'm at work. And it is, you need to come to my house right now. Crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. And I was like, Whoa, are you all, are you all good? And he's like, I'm all good. I watched the podcast. Wow. And I went to his house after work. I just need a little bit of water, please, if that's okay. Um, I went to his house after work. Put a pin in that, Pause out right there. Thank you. I went to his house and, and I I went to his front door and he answered and he's sitting there bawling his eyes out. And I was like, whoa, like what is going on? What is going on? He's like, Reuben, I had no idea. And I was like, what? And he's like, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. And I was like, no idea about what? And he's like, I had no idea that there's a God who loves me this much. And I had no idea that the gospel is this freeing, this liberating. So I just had no idea. And he's like, it's like, it's as if years and years and years of weight and trauma has just left me in an instant. And I could sit here all day telling you about the stories that this guy has done for years and years of, of drug abuse and everything, not living at home, going from place to place to place. I can tell you, uh, I sit here for a long time telling you about his past. And he sat there and he's like, it's, of years, it's as if years and years of trauma has just left me. And I was like, okay, like, what are you doing about this? And he's like, oh, I've got a, uh, uh, by this time I'm crying as well. And he's like, okay, I, I've, I've already got a Bible. I'm, I've been downloading worship music because he'd, he'd watched it like uh, a couple of weeks before and he just hadn't told me yet. He's just processing things. And... I was like, okay, um, I, I didn't know what kind of Bible he bought. And I, I wanted to make sure it was like a legit one. So I was like, hey, what Bible did you buy? I can go, you know, I can go down to Kurong. I can get you one. It's only like 30 bucks. And he's like, no, I already bought one here. Check it out. And he, it goes online. And he shows me his Bible. It's a $200 Bible. And I was like, what else? And you really did get saved. A $200 Bible. I was like, what is going on? And then he's like, Reuben, I just like, I... Uh, I just can't keep it all in. It's, like, it's all just like, it's in, it's in my belly. I, I just can't keep it all in. And, and I was like, hey, the good news is that you don't have to keep it in. He's like, good, because I've already told my whole workplace about Jesus. And I was like, you what? And he's like, I literally told my entire floor. Uh, work about Jesus and he's like I I don't know what I'm saying yet but I know that he saved me I know that he loves me I know that he rescued me I know that I don't have to carry those burdens anymore so that's good enough for me to tell them and he's going into his workplace and he's like I've been praying for people with headaches I don't even know why I'm praying but I'm just believing that God's going to heal them and then he goes it's just like I, I just can't help but let it out, Reuben. And, and, and by this time, he'd already been married, three kids down, and, and none of them ever attended church. Until this day, he wakes his family up early in the morning, and brings them to church. Wow. But just like Jeremiah, he had a fire that was shut up in his bones, and he's like... I'm not letting this out. Regardless of my past, regardless of where I've been, I'm not looking back. And this fire, I just can't contain it. I, I, I have to let it out. Smith Wigglesworth says this. He says, God does not call those who are equipped. He equips those whom He has called. You see, He calls us and He puts His fire inside of us. And as followers of Christ, it's, it's that we are a called people and, and we're not called to just sit on our hands and, and watch the world go by and, and as long as we're getting to heaven, then everything's okay. No, 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 no. It's so much more than that. We're being called, we're being commissioned by God to go out into all our world, to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to cast out demons, to make disciples, to shine bright, to be a city on a hill. But call for so much more and we can't do that unless we have the Holy Spirit fire burning within our bellies. I want us to just close our eyes and, and bow our heads this morning. Maybe you're here today and, and you're like my brother Todd and you had no idea the reality of the gospel. You had no idea there's a God in heaven who loves you and has a purpose and a plan for your life regardless of your past. He's not angry at you. In fact, he has his arms wide open waiting for you. And if that's you today and and you want to accept Jesus into your heart, I want you to raise your hand on the count of 3 and no no one is looking. I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to know who I'm praying So if that's you this morning, on the count of three, would you be so bold to raise your hand? One, two, three. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you, I see that hand at the back. Thank you, I see that hand at the back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you right now for every hand that was raised, Father. Lord, I thank you that you see their hearts and you know their most intricate parts of their being, Father. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you fill them now, God, that you fill them now, Father. I thank you that they've made a decision to follow you. Lord God, I just pray that you go before them, that you make a way for them, Jesus, that they walk with you all the days of their lives, Father. Lord God, I ask that you bless them, that you hold them tight, Father. Lord, we thank you that you love them more than they could ever imagine, Jesus. We thank you that you're a God who saves. We love you, God. We thank you in in Jesus' mighty name. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook City Point Church West. Have a great day.